Hi there, welcome to the More Civil Podcast. This is a podcast for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them. I am Mo, and I am your host, ready to spark your curiosity as I take you on this adventurous ride of exploring cultures through the stories of my guests from all over the world. On this show, we get really personal, discussing salient issues that are relevant to our contemporary age and also building community around them. As our guests exercise courage and vulnerability in sharing their life's experiences, we hope that in turn you are inspired by them and that you get the courage in it to set your own stories free. Enjoy the ride and thank you so much for listening. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mo and I am Ide. And welcome to the Most Civil Podcast. As we do on the show, we're going to just have, well, not as we actually, but I think having a co host, one of the beautiful things about it is that you can just jump on any conversation and just have fun naturally. Uh, we have no script for today, as usual, but um, what we plan to talk about really will be strength. And when to use your strength and being comfortable with your strength. So, um, but first, let me check in with you, Emily. What has been the highlight of your week so far? Ooh, that that was that's a question I wasn't ready for. Um, <laughs> you should have told me this before we started recording. And it wouldn't be a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah, uh, what's been the highlight of my week? Okay, this is silly, but it's um. And I shared it with you actually. It's the it's that silly screen, that silly image um, of oh, the cheese oh, oh, of the cheese remix of the Eurythmics song. I made of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was a silly thing, but it made me very happy. Especially when you're singing and then dish, 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 dish. Yep. For those who are not um, familiar with it, there's. <laughs> I mean, we should put it in the show way. notes. We should do, definitely do that. He 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 takes like screenshots of stuff and sends to me, and then we just have a, you know, a beautiful time laughing at laughing at it. Sweet dreams, Eurythmics. Um, someone had made a meme about cheese and using cheese. You know, disagree like we sweet agree. dreams are made of cheese. <laughs> and, oh, and for was, every line, it was hilarious. Was that? I'm not a Star Wars. Was, was that Picard? Like on the. Yes, I think it was. Again. It's Star Trek, yeah. See, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, yeah, you're definitely not. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. You know me. Yeah, yeah. Which which star thing it was? Yeah. So it's sweet dreams are made of cheese. Who am I to disagree? <laughs> yep. I chatter the world and feta cheese. Everybody's looking for stilted. Some of them want to chew you, and it was Chewbacca. <laughs> and then the last line was like the killer for me. Yes. Yeah, Like that's how to go with the bang. It's funny how, um, like I have. Speaking of which, I have some people on Instagram where, if I really need a quick, you know, pick me up or a quick laugh, I just go to their pages, and they never, never, you know, hesitate to like, you know, make me feel like, oh, okay, this is the world is still a better place. So yeah, that was your highlight, right? My highlight. Well, the other highlight was a friend of mine got a job that um, oh. that they've been very nervous about. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so that was really good. That made me really, really excited because it was like, um, yeah, so this was someone who was, um, yeah, just, you know, 
had wanted to get a similar job and then not gotten it for a very silly reason that I won't go into. Okay. Um, like, it's a very silly reason that had nothing to do with them, but like to do with the employer. Um, and so this was like just like, you know, like getting what you deserve, but like in in a good way, you know, that, yeah, that almost felt like was not going to be happening. Uh, so well, congrats really cool. to them. Congrats to your friend. Um, yeah. My highlight of the week was so what day was that? A friend had reached out to me on WhatsApp and she told me, hey, you know, I'm sick. I'm currently in the hospital. I'm scheduled for surgery the next day. And she's in the US. I'm not going to mention what state she's in. Of course, you know, default, you check in on them and see how they were doing. But then I don't know what prompted me to ask her. Because like, I know she, she stays by herself. And we've talked about just being isolated, which has been compounded by, you know, um, the pandemic and all that. So there were three layers of isolation for her. She's very introverted, one. Two is she's a foreign student in a in, a, in the U.S., which, you know, has... We're never going to go into the that now. Thing. Exactly. And then the third being, you know, she works from home and, you know, we're still in the pandemic and all that. So I just asked her, like, hey, you know, is there anybody with you? And she goes, no. I'm like, um, so that didn't sit well with me because I have gone through surgery here. And I'll let you know that even with the family and people that come to support you, it's still sometimes very isolating navigating the system and, you know, just... I mean, it's like a time of vulnerability already. So exactly. And the fact like, that you, you had need to your take... Support around you had to take a cab to the time. ER. So... No, and that I, sucks. And I know... Give me, okay, so I tend to have a lot of friends who... I'm more introvertish and I always want to be sure that I'm being respectful of their boundaries because I'm someone that sometimes I like to share, but I don't want to like, you know, invade in people's privacy. So I just asked her, Hey, is it okay for me to find you somebody that would tell me pulling a little bit about it on, you know, my social media page, but I'm not going to mention your name. I'm just going to say somebody needs help mm-hmm. and whoever reaches out to me, I'm at liberty to give them your number. And then, and, and that started, and I am meeting, I mean, I think I've shared this with you. It was so beautiful. I put it on my WhatsApp. I put it on my Facebook. Before I knew it, somebody knew somebody. We found we found out about two doctors. Sorry, actually one who works in that same hospital. I was on call. I went to go see her. Another friend reached out to somebody else who went all the way and just stood there until she came out of surgery. She missed her, you know, before she got into surgery. But she's gonna wait yeah. all the out like wait outside so that if when she's pulled out, there's somebody there for her to say, "Hey, my name is this person, and I'm here for you." We found a pastor. People were just coming up, you know, I know somebody, I know somebody. And that kind of made me really feel good. Not because, you know, I put it out there, but the response. And she felt so loved. Now she's back home. She's had, she's had people cooking, you know, meals for her, encouraging her to ambulate. So that's the power of just putting yourself out there. I mean, and I, and I, I, admonish, I, I admonish her for, you know, at least coming out of that comfort zone. And even more so for me. Because and I think admonish. we can talk about them. Sorry, not admonish. I commend her. Jeez. Yeah, I was like, I commend well, her. No, no, I commend her for like you know coming out of her bubble. It was a little bit uncomfortable for me to put it out there because yeah, some things happened last year that made me start asking myself two questions anytime I want to put a request on behalf of someone. How much of this is wreaking too much of me, and is this something? this other person would want you to do those are two questions i always have to ask myself and i think they are boundary questions because i've not always used my power you know and when i say power 
I'm a connector. That's one of my superpowers. I've not always used it well. Not because I'm trying to weaponize it to do bad things. It's just levels of maturity and growth. So that made me happy. She's she's better now. And I'm helping her find community. Because you know I'm big on community. So yeah. Long-winded way to um, talk about my highlights for the week. But also, I commend you for, and I think it ties Admi- into what we're going to talk about today anyway. Sorry? Are you admonishing or commending? We're just kidding. No, just commenting. <laughs> but yeah, I commend you for, for like, yeah, and I suppose, you know, like, I was about to say this ties into what we're talking about today, which is yeah. strengths. Yeah. Um, And how, you know, how we use them to, yeah, how we use them, how we... Um, protect people from you know like not knowing our own strength and so how we protect people from from our own strengths or from the you know the excess the excesses mm-hmm. of our strengths um but yeah i commend you for for going out on a limb to help her you know in the way you did um even though it was also something that for you was like this is mm-hmm. something i should be doing you know you could have easily held back and been like i'll just pray for you well, no, but you know exactly, or 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 being like, um, this is this is this is too risky, so I um, I don't want to take a chance, and I just would hold back. You could have easily done that, and you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think let me just put it out there. So let me tell you the scenario that kind of made me like pause, and you know, to show ways that I'm trying to grow to learn more about myself and using my uh, my powers very well. I think what really started it for me was sometime when I was in grad school. I'm not going to mention that particular year because it, it, I don't want I don't want to link into something else. We'll be, we had gone we had this um, potluck for Thanksgiving dinner with some of my friends, and we all got together. And in asking about one other friend, nobody had heard from them in a while. And this person wasn't really close to me, but we're all in you know you know when you have like a large circle of friends and you're all getting together and it's like. It's unlike this person not to have shown up. It's unlike this person not to have responded to a phone call. And the the more I was asking around, like it became more of like something is going on here. I'm not close to this person, but I'm hearing different. I'm hearing the same thing from different people. And the more I'm asking questions, the more it's like the alarm is escalating in my head. So I had to like almost like, guys, can we just talk about this? This is really scary. Where is this person? And I think the host then was even a little bit pissed off because I invited them, they didn't even respond to me. You know that kind of pissed off you are you are at a friend. Not like you're super angry, but just like how dare you not respond to my you know invitation. Well, I am a Guess what happened? They were dead. The person was in trouble. Oh. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. I did not see that coming. I, I know, because we were smiling, right? And it still wow. it still haunts me to today. Knowing, I mean, there was nothing I could have done about it. I don't think there's anything we could have done about it. It was during the holiday period and, you know, people were maybe traveling to go see family. And sometimes mm. this person would like, you know, maybe go off, but he was never that kind of person not to, you know, at least give an update. That was when I realized wow. that. This is not you, what what you guys are talking about. It's not matching up with what, how you've described this person. And I yeah. ended up being like the detective. And cut the long story short, 
he died. Whether it was suicide or just, you know, um, accidental um, suicide, but he died. And so I'm part of a WhatsApp group for um, another group of people, which I'm not going to mention. And someone had reached out to me saying, I'm not able to get in touch with this, my friend, because they haven't been communicating. I have tried calling, which was a red flag. So I raised the alarm because it's almost like, oh my gosh, is this happening again? Like, where you go into like, you know, deja vu mode. But the way I went about it, I think it, I was trying to just say this was going to be the same as that other situation. And there was some blowback, which kind of made me retreat because I'm like, eh, you know what? Maybe I'm just too much. Maybe I'm just going about this the wrong way. But I've realized that you can't keep hiding your light. You can't keep diminishing your strength. You should learn how to use it. Mm. But there's there's just a power in just letting it shine. Because what comes to you so effortlessly might be something someone is trying to get, you know. And we're saying that you can't still grow from it. So anyways, that's, you mm. know, I think that was that example. So those two questions I was asked, so I have to ask myself. Because I do have that tendency to be, and I think we've talked about this, to be mm. overbearing and be, be too much. Like, you see something like this all about more, you know. And I it's not my intention to always be that way, but it's it's yeah. one of the blowbacks of my strengths where I can be too much. So I have to ask myself, which how, what part of this risks too much of me? And is this something that I'm what I'm doing right now, is it gonna honor that person that I'm help, trying to help? What are you doing? <laughs> I feel like no, it's like it's, it's heavy. It's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> I was yeah. I was not. I was not expecting. Yeah, I was not expecting like like it would go like that deep. I know. I know. I know. And he he died just you know behind his apartment, and it's still sad to me because yeah. And I'm sure his friends, they, they probably beat themselves over it for a long time. Because nobody knew that was what was happening to him, you know? And it took a while to find him. So, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. That is... How come we don't have words? Which is unlike you. Because <laughs> I don't... I'm really afraid right now. Yeah, like, well, because... Yeah, I've definitely never had anything that intense. Yeah. Thankfully, I suppose. Because I can imagine how, how difficult that would be. Um But yeah, I definitely relate with with the the whole challenge of of knowing that Well, I mean, okay, so like I like to think of I like to think of strengths as you know, if you think of strengths, I like to think of it through the metaphor of like superpowers mm-hmm. well mainly because i like superheroes obviously <laughs> you don't um, say <laughs> right um but not superpowers in the sense that they're powers that nobody has just superpowers in the sense that they're super team, um, yeah yeah well no they're just a they're just a useful metaphor for thinking about it right which is what stories are and you know the reason we tell stories about superheroes is because they're a great metaphor for talking about a lot of other things in general um and one of the 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 tropes in every superhero story is the beginning bit when the superhero first learns about their powers, right? Um, and they're trying to figure out how to use their powers. And they they realize, like, they usually break things because they haven't figured out their powers yet or they haven't 
grasped the amount of their powers yet, right? Um, and so, you know, let's say the person is strong, they might hold something and then just break it because they didn't realize just how strong they were. Um, and so a lot of figuring out how to be a superhero is figuring out the importance of holding back, of knowing when to use your powers, knowing when to not use your powers. Um, and if you want to be a hero versus a villain, knowing what using your powers for good is going to look like, and that will depend on your powers, right? And um, so, for instance, if your power is fire or something to do with fire, right, it's easy to feel like, oh, I, I don't know what to use this for because it's just going to is a destructive power, but not really because fire has a lot of valuable uses. So it's also figuring out where this is going to be useful. Um, and yeah, just yeah, thinking about that, I've, I found very helpful. But it's also useful for thinking about the fact that your powers can harm just as easily as they can help, which is why villains exist, which is why, um, because those are people who say, you know, I want to use this power. Interestingly, not necessarily to harm, but to serve myself, like you said. And so ultimately, the difference is who do you want to, what do you want to use? Who do you want to use your powers for for yourself which ultimately is what it means to be a villain right because we often think about villains as people who use their powers to harm but the core of it is that there are people who use their powers for their own self and then that means other people don't matter as much and harming other people is like eh they're just collateral damage um, versus people who want to use their powers to serve other people and help other people um so yeah just just but then i think i think what you've described is like an example of like your, your two stories are like one is like so your first story it makes me think of like spider-man's like origin story right you where to go there. i had to go there <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. right because like spider-man loses uncle ben yeah yeah but he uses uncle ben because he well in his case so you're, I mean, obviously, your experiences are quite different because in your case, it was like you were sick of learning to trust that power. Um, whereas with Spider-Man, it was because he had decided to use the power to, you know, he was he was trying to use power to make money, and then um, I think the, you know, there was a guy who he could have helped, and if you know, he thought, yeah, whatever, I don't need to use my power to help this person because mm. it was basically someone who robbed someone else. I was running away. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody knows this bit. Or if you don't, it's if like... you don't, it's too late already. It's the beginning of the story. It doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> right? But like, he doesn't help this person that he should have helped. And the person, the, the thief that he doesn't stop because he doesn't care, ends up being the one who kills his uncle, who is like the most important adult in his life. One of the two most important, anyway. Um... And then he realizes, you know, sort of like very viscerally, the, the 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 thing he thought did not concern him ended up concerning him very, very much. Yeah, big way, yeah. Um, and your your story is a little different, but the point is, in both cases, there's there's tragedy, and in your case, obviously, the tragedy was not something you could have likely prevented, but it was just like a very strong sense of realizing, wow this is this person that i was worried about my worry was valid my concern was valid 
um and i suppose you know that probably made you learn to trust that more like if i if i'm if i'm worried about someone and i feel like i need to check on them i should check i need to trust that yes yes um just like with spider-man it's like okay if i feel like there's someone i can help Mm -hmm. i need to trust that sense and help right so it's sort of learning to trust trust your power um which is hard i think because yeah because in many ways like you said also you know there was the pushback of like oh don't worry about it it's fine there's nothing um and there's always that pushback of people who's who often who you think you know know better or who you think sometimes it's mental sometimes it's friends it's people who you know who you respect and they're telling you yeah there's no need for your power here and they've been right about other things are they right about this and that's tricky I think one other point of, I guess, expansion would be knowing that even with powers, the commonality there is you. So sometimes you can be working against your power, like you might limit yourself. But I think what really calmed me down was I I talked to God about like, okay, what would you want me to do? Should I do this? Should I do this? And when I felt like comfortable doing it because I thought it was the right thing to do, I just took it back to God, like, no matter how uncomfortable I feel about putting it out there, this is a service to somebody. And there's no other way. Like, I thought about, like, what's the worst that can happen? She's she's already in a pickle by being alone, having surgery, no one to take her home and, you know, help her move around. What if she falls down? She, you know, something bad happens to her. Whatever you're doing is going to help the situation either way. So put that aside. But yeah, um, I think just always taking it back to God. I think that 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 also helped me out. Like yeah. it's not it's not you really. It's 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 a gift you've been given. So yeah, you know, walk around all of the kings and the things that are limiting you. But yeah, but I'm curious to know about you. Are there times you felt like you've limited yourself or had to like dim your light just to make others around you comfortable? Yeah, I think I think that's something everybody has to deal with now. Like it's just like. Part of what it means to live in the world is you're going to have to go through that phase of um yeah because it's 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 a tension i think because on one hand you know you, you sort of get the sort of internet advice about don't hold back just be you and mm-hmm. it's like mm, i don't know you need to hold back sometimes <laughs> right so it the, real, the real trick is figuring out when to do what right and i think that's that's a that's a finer thing and maybe that's you know than than simply don't hold back versus hold back like it's not one or the other it's both um and yeah and and tension is sort of figuring out which is required when and obviously that means some of it's going to be you're going to have to make mistakes yeah um because that's partly how you're going to learn and obviously you can learn from other people as well but you're going to have to make mistakes um in terms of personal experiences i don't know um there's <laughs> there's a number <laughs> i'm trying to think of which one i can say that doesn't like out someone <laughs> you know in a sensitive way because a lot of because obviously a lot of these things involve other people don't they so um yeah I'm, i want to be considerate about it i think 
I suppose I suppose I can start with the fact of like when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very shy. I was known as a very shy kid. Really, which is always surprising when I say to when I say that. Yeah, I feel like you would know. Not you would know. Like when like, you knew me. So when yeah, we yeah, first yeah, met, yeah, I yeah. was just coming out of that chill. <laughs> I was coming out. <laughs> I want the world to know. God, I love no, but seriously, I was just coming out of that show. Yes. Um, but yeah, you, so most of my most of my pre-adulthood life was very sort of withheld, with very reserved, very shy. Um, you know, not trusting myself. I didn't even know. So then you could say I didn't know my powers were. Like I, I genuinely didn't. Um, there were things I found out when I when I sort of made the decision that I, you know, I, I just got to like my adulthood, this was in uni, and I thought to myself, when when I say I thought to myself, it wasn't a one-day thing, but like over a period of time, I came to be convinced that I could not, well, not, I could not, I did not want to continue living like this anymore. Um, Which is a whole other story, how I came to that point, but I just came to that point, and I and I, 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 I realized, I, I didn't know what I wanted to be, but I, I knew that there was more in terms of how I could engage and how I could um, exist socially. Um, and I wanted to explore that. Um, and then it was along the course of that I started to, to, to discover sort of what I could be um, and the things that I was good at. Um, and one of the things I discovered, which I did not know, was that I was very good at getting deep with people very quickly. Um, which is sort of like a weird thing to be good at. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it has its flips. It has its ups and downs. It's great for things like therapy. <laughs> so, <laughs> because it means you can, form, you can form sort of like, you can get like into the nitty gritty of things with people. Um, really quickly, which is helpful. It's tricky in personal relationships because it sometimes leads to this thing where, like, I don't know someone, and then within a short time of meeting them, they feel like they, know they can tell me anything. Anything, yeah, yeah. So um, you've 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 almost like you've worked a lot on that aspect of yourself. I, I wouldn't say worked a lot. I mean, you, I have, but you have had I think because it's, you less, know? it's more that I discovered that it existed. So uh, okay. it wasn't like something I trained. It was just something that once I started to engage socially, I realized it was there. Okay. And I didn't realize it actually for a few years, which is something else I'm going to come to. I, I think we should, we should talk about a bit more later is the importance of relationships in, 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 in this whole process. Personal development, yeah. Because, yeah, because I don't think personal development is not personal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I think Africans know that. Is, That's what they say. It's it takes very a as a child. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Like, and the way you know your strengths in many, in 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 so many in 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 so many senses is through the relationships around you. Like, like, like the way I think about it now is that there are parts of you that you can't know yet. Like, there are parts of you that you don't know yet because you haven't met some people yet. Exactly. It's like even in relationships with people, like I, I, take for example, you you have a boyfriend or so, not an abusive one, but maybe you get married and then things start popping. People are asking, "Did you see that in before you guys started dating?" No. 
Because you wouldn't, except it's really between you, then you know you shouldn't have entered that relationship. But as some, you have to be in an environment able to see some things, you know, blossom or die, you know. It takes other people. Yeah, I mean, like, for every one of us, I feel like, like, one of my, one of my interesting questions, you know, to ask people has always been, like, what's your sort of weird interest? But a question I've been thinking, like, because this is sort of something I've been thinking about a lot recently. I want the questions I want to well not when I meet them so the word interest question is a question I ask when I meet people but a question I want to start asking more is what have you discovered about yourself recently oh. from someone you got to know because it's interesting how a lot of things about us and sometimes it's when I say discovered it doesn't mean some of the, some sometimes it's things that were there but someone had to name it and tell you do you know you're good at people X just, yeah yeah and that's when you realize, oh, I am good at X. And and that's not necessarily that you just became good at X. But you didn't even, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't on your radar as a thing to be aware of. Yeah. Or it was just something you took for granted or didn't even notice. And so sometimes it's people calling it out by naming it and saying, you're good at this thing. And then that then makes you become more intentional about it. Or sometimes it's people, because of how they engage with you, and then you realize, oh, when I'm around this person, I'm funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can you now start to be funny around other people. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. I'll say this, you know, true story, true story. You helped me craft that whole I'm a community builder. Like it was from your from your mouth that I heard it the first time, like, man, you're so good at keeping in touch with people and community building. Because I would just do it because, you know, it was something I would do, but I didn't have a name for it. I wasn't thinking of labeling it. But when you called me out on it, I'm like, huh, ah, that's really true. You said called you out on it like... No, like, no, in like a good way. No, in a good way. And then the whole, you know, cultural enthusiast, like, you know. So you've given, you've helped me almost like operationally define things I would just normally do effortlessly. So thank you for that. Yeah, but I mean, and you've done the same for me because like ultimately, June, like that's that's what, I think that's a big part of like friendships, of relationships, of, of, it's a big thing that parents get to do for children, you know, and yeah, they don't always do it, but it's amazing when they do, right? It's a big thing that friends get to do for friends or partners or, or just like sometimes teachers, right? Like, you know, anyone who's ever had a great teacher, one of the things that, that almost certainly happened in that relationship was that that teacher called out something in you. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just what they taught you; it was what they, what they named or what they stimulated, right? So it's it's. I think of it as it's either you know people naming things and then sort of bringing that thing to life by naming it, like it becomes real, or 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 stimulating something by like something that was dormant, right? Like it's like a superpower that it was dormant, it but on, around them it, it sort of came alive, and and you realize, oh wait, I can do this. Yeah. But what you said that it would take vulnerability in your part, at least some part of vulnerability, because people can always see, like, um, I, I like it into like a people, like a, a keyhole, like they can see a little bit, but for them to be able to see more about you, you have to be willing to show a little bit more about you, even though you're not being intentional about it. But it comes from you need that close proximity to others, right? Would you say yes? Oh yes, yes. Oh yes, absolutely. Yes, all right. Like you need to, you need to be with those people first. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like it's like yeah. It's you have to be in those relationships, and sometimes you you don't choose that, right? Like with parents or with 
with with teachers yeah you just happen to be in the school you're in or you just happen to be born to the parent you're born to um with friends you know then it's a bit more deliberate or intentional um and sometimes it's also you choosing to go to some places to learn something so you you're the one who chooses to be taught in x place or x setting so yeah definitely there's and then obviously also being being the kind of person that they can say to definitely helps yeah um because yeah that definitely helps it's it's because people may see that about you and not say it which is a thing that happens unfortunately yeah um and sometimes they say it but you don't hear it yeah do you do you i mean this is maybe like a a jam question but why do you think why what kind of giving just i've seen myself be both things like that swing both ways in the sense of wanting to be close to people i wanted to be far away from people why do you think we retreat so much from being part of parts of communities knowing just how number one the protective factors you you're only as strong as people you you know you surround yourself with and you're easily less at- attacked by whatever is coming your way once you found yourself in a communal setting why do you think we're really sh- why we shy away from forging those communities and being intentional about it forming them and also keeping them Oh, I mean, pain is definitely a, a one that comes quickly to mind. Is yeah, yeah. we've probably all been hurt in some of those interactions, and we've hurt others um, too. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But we don't remember that. We remember what was done to us, but not what we've done to others. Yeah. But again, I think that's actually useful. Like remembering that I've hurt others as much as people have hurt me. Yes. Is yes. It helps to sort of. It's in. I think it's it's, it's not in the sense of feeling guilty about it, but in the sense of remembering that part of being human is that we hurt each other mm-hmm. right and it's unfortunate but it's part of it um but it also means that we can help each other um but it takes it takes a bit of it took me my entire like adulthood to come to that point so it, it mm-hmm. obviously can take time not my entire adulthood sorry my it took me becoming an adult <laughs> wait, wait, wait is this guy dying or something it took me it took me my entire adult it took me to become an adult before i sort of came to the point where i said you know i'm going to reach out um and connect with people which is the other thing is is the is the willingness one one of the one of the things that i think a lot about recently is you know the the and I'm, you and i have talked about this the fact that you know there's that research that talks about and maybe we could put that in the show notes there's you know there's been these articles that came out in the nyt a couple of years ago about older men not like older men not having friendships i don't know if you saw when it was going around and it went around a bit and of course there were a lot of think pieces and things um but there's something to it um but i've also been thinking about it a lot because you know i found some really good I'm, i'm 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 becoming one of those older men but I've also formed some really good friendships and and also like you know re- reignited some old friendships in the last few years um and so I remember because I and I, I think about it because when I read that article I remember thinking I felt like I was on the path to becoming one of those men but now here I am a few years later and I'm definitely not but you made an and, intention not to die alone <laughs> Well, that <laughs> just kidding, you know. But but it's I I also think about because one of the verses that helped me when I first sort of came out of my shell in my early adulthood is the verse I've been thinking a lot about again recently, and Which it's one? where it says, 
he that would be friends he that would have friends must be friendly uh, oh yeah yeah sounds like right? a yoda um, like a Proverbs. baby yoda <laughs> it's not like a baby right? yoda it, yeah. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yoda. i can't do yoda voice i'm not gonna try <laughs> <laughs> I was about to try. <laughs> no, I can't even do it myself. <laughs> but you know, it's for me what it means is it's about making the shift from I want to have friends to I want to be a friend. Yeah. Right? And and basically I'm realizing that the times in my life when I've made that shift from thinking, oh, I don't have friends to thinking who can I be like who wants to be my friend to who can I be a friend to? Yep right flipping that question and thinking who can i come around and 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 that's not like in a forceful way it's just connecting with people and holding the ones that hold back Mm, mm. right um and again that's vulnerability it's putting myself out there but then what happens is you end up having these sort of rich relationships around you and these people who hold you more than you thought you were trying to hold them you know um so yeah it's it's kind of been that journey again um yeah so pain and a different time in my life that i you know sort of started all those years ago yeah so i I like what you talk about pain and also um just coming to that point of realizing that to have friends you have to be able to you know be a good friend i think we we don't always remember that and and i think it takes a lot of time. Nobody, you, you can't, I can't even tell you how much time and investment it takes in forging a community. You can find people, but to keep them going. And, and I know it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not something that is equitable to everybody because maybe you don't have all the luxury of time, but even if it's just one or two people, I strongly believe we shouldn't do life alone. I strongly believe mm-hmm. that you need to find your people and, so people say, oh, you just moved to Oklahoma. You already have this many people. Because in a way, it's a self, it's a protective fact. Maybe I'm being selfish about gathering people. I just can't see a way of living life without doing, doing it this way. And I've seen the benefits. Yes, have I been hurt? Yes. Many times have I hurt other people too. Of course, and those two things will keep happening. But that shouldn't still stop you from, you know, venturing in. It takes vulnerability. It takes a lot of investment. It takes time. It takes a lot of, you know, headspace and mind space and whatnot, but it's really worth it. That's what I'm just trying to say. It's really, really worth it. Yeah. 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 Actually, what something you said just also brought to mind, like, um, obviously, for people who've been deeply hurt, mm-hmm. um, in in a traumatic sense, um, is 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 you should you know de- therapy is something that you should definitely consider right because hey, louder <laughs> you know because <laughs> yeah because um, um it's it's um interesting both of us are, are, have been and are currently in therapy yes <laughs> <laughs> well one of us is a psychiatrist and one of us is not so i must say this one out go go for it shrink <laughs> you know but but i was going to say like um yeah, therapy is something to definitely consider because obviously some there's the low level hurts that we will always hurt each other as humans. Mm-hmm. And then there's sort of deep profound you know wounds. You know like it's like the difference between being grazed and bruised and being stabbed. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like yeah, like just being relationships you you're going to get relational bruises. 
But every now and then, you know, some of us will get relational stabs. <laughs> or the piercings. You know, and, and yeah, bruises, you can heal, you can treat at home. Stabs, you got to go to hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you've been stabbed relationally, then that's not something you just try and, you know, don't, don't treat that at home. Um, but then the important thing, I, I, the thing I'm also thinking about is that, and I don't know if people often think about this, but it's something you realize, like, you know, especially for those of us who, who train to, so I'm I'm currently in therapy, but also I'm, you know, I also have clients that I'm seeing. And one of the things about therapy is that it's also about it's a one, it's a relationship. Uh-huh. So in a way, if you think about it, if you hurt relationally, the way to heal is to go back is into, relationship, get into yeah. another relationship. Yes, that's a good one, a healthy one. <laughs> right? Your 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 you and your therapists. Are in a relationship it's, it's a, a relationship. unique yeah. kind of special relationship for people that are hurting but it's a relationship right it's a relationship where you know and the thing about therapy is a relationship where it's not give and take it's just give your you know and you, because you can't get that kind of relationship normally where you're never asking how the therapist is doing you know and you shouldn't i mean you might and they might tell you a few things but like that's not the point <laughs> right you're, there's nothing from judged. their end <laughs> no but that's the whole point of it and i mean you know that's that's what i do in my therapy too as well i'm you know i'm not asking my therapist how they do i mean i ask but in a very basic sort of you know and she's not meant to tell me anything deep because who's paying for this session me right exactly <laughs> right exactly um but but also it's a it's the point of that relationship that it's also meant to be a relationship model right and and this is something I you know that is worth thinking about. That one of the things you learn in therapy is one, it's a relationship that's safe and like a safe space. But it's also a place where you learn how to you learn new skills about being in relationship that you can then take back to your yeah. other relationships. Yeah. So it's it's not it's a relationship, but it's also a relationship. It's like a place to like learn new relationship skills or learn how to rethink relationships and then model that with the therapists. So that you can take it back into your your, your your other relationships. That's a very good way of talking about it. And I think it, I'll just end this by saying that what you said about you need to be in a relationship to be able to help you heal from the past one that hurt you. Maybe there's this saying of if man break your heart now, man go heal him. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. I've heard I, it. I, 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 I feel like you're making this up. I, I'm good, not making like it now. I'm not making it up. Maybe I kind of like, you know, paraphrase it, but it goes like that. Like, man, now man go break your heart, now man go heal you. Yeah. So mm. that's like, a, a, for those that don't know, that's like a pigeon English. Like, if a man breaks your heart, it's the same, not the same man, but it's the same man as far as think of it, you know, um, anthropological. People will break your heart. People will break your heart. It's people who will break your heart. It's people who will heal you as it's well. It's people you get healing through. So finally, wrapping up the session will be, so we're both immigrants to, you know, developed countries that, you know. Experts, so de- please. Thank you. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Experts. They're yeah, highly, highly sort of that after experts, you know, in a different country. And I don't know how the UK is as far as climate wise, but the US is not as socially cohesive as Nigeria. And heck, I don't think any places like Nigeria, you know, where without even wanting it, you're already in a the moment you're born, you're already in a community. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, to be fair, I mean, a lot of the non-Western world is like that. Exactly. And, which is a whole thing. Well, the non-Western world and also the 
historically non-protestant Western world. But I mean this is a whole other conversation, but there's something about pro- Protestantism that that is sort of like the the thing. It's not just like the West. So if you look at like countries that were like Catholic or like Orthodox, they tend to be more communal. They may not be as communal as like non-Western countries, but they tend to be more communal than yeah, yes, yes. But anyways, countries. all that to say when for me, I went through I've been through wilderness experience here of just chronic loneliness, which you know has further exacerbated my depression. And one of the ways I've had to counter it is just keep putting myself out there. Because just take for example, when I just moved here, when you see an American, and I use that word vaguely because anybody can be an American, you meet them, you exchange names, and the next day you're like all smiles and they're looking at you like, don't be a weirdo. And like, but we just, you know, we just, we just, we connected. I thought we had a connection yesterday and now I'm coming on too strongly for you. And I always say this, that I found my people in people that are international people, not necessarily people that are from other countries, but people who can speak that language of belonging. And in fairness to even me saying, talking about Americans in that general way, the Americans I'm really, really tight with are those that have this broader perspective of what community should be like. They're usually missionaries or those who have hosted missionary kids or they have a mission somewhere related to that. Or people who just, you know, are just very open in a very culturally, uh, in a cultural way. So it's just keep putting yourself out there. You might not find your people, yes, but it's what you know, experience. So I'm curious to know for you, what has it been like for you adjusting to the UK and all of the, even though they are like our colonizers. So it's like you're going back to the plantation, which I'm still beefing you for, by the way, but because you need to move to the US. That's my goal for you. That's until I, until you move to the US, I will not quit, you know, heaving well. on you. Heaven. But anyways, <laughs> what has it been like for you, you know, being in, in, in the UK and, just trying to make community happen for you because I know you do have your hermit's ways as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm learning actually too because obviously, like you said, coming here, you... I've not been as deliberate about community, I think, as a human being, like just growing up. Um, but I've been more so coming here because... I think one of the things I realized coming here was, oh, actually, there was a lot that I took for granted mm, growing up in Nigeria. Yeah. That's, and I think that's why, obviously, I didn't feel the need to be deliberate. But then examples, you come here and you realize... Examples of what you took for granted, we need to know that. Because I want to be sure we're thinking oh, about it in the same way. Well, just, just little things. Things like how people will reach out to you. Things like you see a stranger and you walk past a stranger and you just like not, you know, like just you're like like both of you are just standing maybe like you're just standing in a queue waiting for something yeah and then you start talking right yeah. and that sort of thing and and for no other reason than the, that you're sharing you're sharing that experience of standing in the queue is all you need to connect. or even seeing your neighbors or your neighbors saying ah i right. was really like, no yeah, i no, packed your place for you too far. that's what i'm like saying like oh, yeah, just okay, in the queue. i see like a stranger you know like yeah. your neighbors are like you actually live with them and you you see them every yeah, other day yeah you know that sort of thing so yeah it's all those sorts of things and and there's actually research that shows that these little interactions actually help your mental health because they take you out of yourself they 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 sort of interruptions into your day where you banter and you chat and you 
sort of let off some of your own emotional steam mm. um and and just you know a lot enough of them over the course of a day does something for you um and 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 when you see it that way you begin to see why quarantining you know for so many people was such a huge problem because they lost all of that yep right the world lost that as mm-hmm. as, as like a global sort of reality at the same time and it, and it was massively impacting on people um so yeah i've become realizing that has meant going out of my way to connect with people and to to seek friendships and to like even on a on a on a different level from what i did as a as in my young adulthood yeah um and 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 yeah really looking out for people and just the deliberateness yeah and and that's so that's so very key that's so very key and i think just bringing it home the one makes our friendship really really good is the many ways we feed each other like sending memes and knowing the other persons you know what will make them really smile and happy i think those are some of the things you can use tools you can use to invest in your friendship knowing your friends Maybe there's maybe a dessert shop they like, you'll be getting some stuff from them, sending them a random note, or it doesn't have to be very expensive. But I think the key word here is intentionality. And that's really what you need in, in building a community. Because there are people out there who really want to connect with you if you are able to also share your own cards. We hope that, you know, in everything you're doing, you're seeking ways to be a part of a community. You're not living life alone. Remember just the impact it might have on your mental health and even on your health in general. And we hope this episode has really helped you to think more about also your strengths and your superpower and how you can use that for good and um, even grow through that process as well. I mean, I don't know if you had any um, other thoughts. Yeah, that's it. It's like, you know, yeah, it's... I feel like we started talking about strengths and we ended up talking about relationships. Because strengths, (laughs) because you you can't have one without the other, right? Yeah. Yeah, because your strengths... I I would say what I said sorry go ahead sorry. yeah i'll say what i said again it's is that um ultimately strengths are not simply personal they your personal strengths are relational mm-hmm. right you will you will you will discover your strengths through relationship you will also find the opportunities to express them in relationship yeah yeah and if you've been stabbed relationally you will also need to get into relationship now mango in this you. case professionally with a therapist <laughs> you know to to heal well there you have it the dog has spoken we hope you enjoyed this episode if you like more of this let us know if there are other topics you like for us to explore on the podcast let us know as well on behalf of Amelia and i want to say thank you for tuning in today and have a wonderful rest of your day bye cheers everyone